Welcome back, everyone, to another week where Liverpool fans were as nervous as Jurgen Klopp's interview. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, how did you feel after that? We'll get, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. We'll start off with uh, Spurs Newcastle. Uh, Spurs again. Wait, so anybody who didn't get that reference, watch the <laughs> post-match where they asked Jurgen Klopp how it feels to be on the top, and uh, he just stutters for like a full 10 seconds. Yeah, they asked him uh, how it must be to hit a bump in the road. And I guess he must have still been hitting the bump. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we kicked off the first game, Tottenham-Newcastle. And, you know, again, another game where uh, 82 minutes, Tottenham uh, don't know how to score. And then 83rd minute, Youngman Son comes in and bails them out once again. Uh, very good strike, good power by Youngman Son, but I would say that was a goalie's mistake. Bounce right in front of the goalie. It's just a gift. Newcastle played so well again. It's like... Newcastle's had so many games where they, you know, they could have drawn or they could have won the game and then just one terrible mistake and they just, they lose all the points. Yep. And to give Spurs, the Spurs are just one of the luckiest teams this year, scoring every time in the 80th minute. I don't know how many goals they have in the 80th minute. And they're still staying afloat. Yeah, they're, they're almost, they're almost up to you guys. They're, they're a couple of they're points behind. seven points, yep. So they're about five points behind first and two points behind second. You know, that's Who's not too bad place? for missing your City, uh, right? star player. What's that? Yeah. Well, Man missing City, yeah. two star players. That's right. That's right. So, you know, time to get another three points. How much How much money do you think Qatar paid South Korea in order for Sun to go home early? <laughs> uh, probably a good amount of money. <laughs> well, Qatar doesn't care. They have well, plenty of money. Tottenham definitely helped in that payment. Well, it wasn't Qatar. It was United Arab Emirates. Was it a Qatar? Oh, maybe. I think we'll it was just Qatar. pretend Qatar gave him money anyway. It was That's Qatar. Fine. <laughs> uh, then uh, second game was uh, Brighton and Watford. Uh, another zero-zero game. You know, Watford were playing Tottenham last week. They lost at the end, and an underwhelming performance by Watford against Brighton. And they are sitting at eighth place with thirty-four points. Yeah, it should have been a win for Watford, but some games they just don't make anything happen. Well, but... I'll tell you, Brighton played just as good. They do. They do. They play just as good. And, you know, my man Glenn Murray just took the day he off. He wasn't cooking that day. Yeah, he, he, wasn't you know, he was like, I did enough last week, yeah. so just cut me some He's slack. like, I scored two goals in the first half, and then my team blew it. Yeah, he's like, you know, I'll just take a little break here. Understandable. So, so that was that game. And then we come to another tie, uh, Burnley-Southampton. Now, it was almost a Southampton win, and they've actually been playing very well since the new manager takeover. Yeah, Redmond has been red hot. He has been red hot. So, Nathan Redmond, they've been playing him a little differently now. Instead of being uh, an outside mid or a winger, uh, they're playing him in the uh, 10 role. Yeah. Um, and right now, he has six goals in his last 10 appearances. That's all competitions. That's all Southampton's goals. So, he's playing fantastic. I'm, I, if I was a Southampton fan, I'd be very happy with Nathan Redmond. I always said he was a good player, but I was very frustrated, especially that one game week when I was in England and... You right. know, he just wasn't passing the ball, but it seems now they're finding his uh, role on the team, uh, and they're able to move forward. So, uh, again, played well. Right at the end, they put in the game changer, the 89-year-old Peter Crouch. <laughs> they, they put it up for a header for Peter Crouch, and Peter Crouch heads it goalwards, uh, and it was hit off of uh, one of Southampton's players' arms and made it a penalty. And they went back to Barnes & Noble, and good old Barnes put it back home. 
for a 1-1 equalizer. Peter Crouch, probably Liverpool's most successful signing ever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> ever. <laughs> Almost as good as Andy Coutinho Cowell. who? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there you go. First game, Peter Crouch gets you a tie. I mean, that's a pretty good deal for me. From Stoke City. Yeah, from his couch. From his couch. Yeah. He doesn't even have to... He could just stand inside the six-yard box the entire game. That's, that's it. Just, yeah, he's like Yao Ming playing, yeah. trying to play soccer. That's honestly pretty useful. Though. He honestly dribbles, and by the time he looks down to his feet at such a long distance, <laughs> the ball's already taken away. That's probably why he doesn't dribble. <laughs> yeah, he just has the ball. That's it. Uh, so that was that game. And then we moved on to a game where Chelsea, remember, had to play soccer again. 5 nothing victory against Huddersfield. Uh, we had... 11 points. Huddersfield. That's right. We had Higuain with two goals, Eden Hazard with two, and then David Luiz with one. Yeah, Eden Hazard uh, scoring a penalty and, uh, you know, playing in his favorite role and being happy about it and actually playing and showing up to the game. Higuain showing that he's a real striker. I'll tell you that one finish he did. Yeah, curler from outside the box, layoff from Conte. Conte with two assists this game. He can uh, he can play defense. He can pass the ball. He can score. He is Angolo Conte. So now Angolo Conte <clears throat> two assists. They play very well. Uh, again, we're talking about one of the problems we used to talk about was that Conte is not playing his central role like he usually does. Right. And Jorginho is there. How does that make you feel? Are you now satisfied that they're playing Conte where he is, or what are your thoughts? I think you have to play him where he is because. That's what he's good at. That's what he's the best at, I should say. He's the best at it. Well, I'll tell you, I actually disagree with you. No? You don't think he should I be I think he CDM? should be back where he was. No, because we're saying Jorginho now Oh, no, no. I, I, say, I say Conte should be in the center. Yes, I, okay, agree, but, I agree with you. Because my question was that he's not in the center right now, well, when you but see, he's still assisting. What, yeah, when you see him play, he's still all around the pitch. He still right. covers so much ground. So, I mean, you might as well put him center. But he could be anywhere in that midfield. I don't know how uh, sorry wants him to be. You know, I guess, you know, you put him on that side, but is he going to be, say, a, a left center mid that drops back and then covers the wing or covers the mid for anybody who goes forward? Or he's going to actually take space, move up for his team, and let Jorginho do the passing from behind? So, see, where I'm coming from is I think it's going to seem like, oh, it was a great idea. Finally, Conte's gotten used to it. It's working. But I feel like Jorginho's inexperience is going to kick in when it becomes a big game and they're playing those two spots again. Well, every time Jorginho gets to a big game, he just gets out-muscled and he's just negated and he's useless the entire game and they lose. Yeah, and you know, Conte can hold for himself. So I feel like in the future, if they want to win big games, they have to switch their roles. And Jorginho will be comfortable that way so he's not everybody's not in his face and he could do his job properly. So... I mean, I don't know why they don't just don't do Georgina left, Conte in the middle, and Barkley on the right. That's what we're saying, yeah. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. Well, not hoping uh, for. Well, but... Higuain, good purchase for Chelsea. And uh, maybe Higuain will be the reason why Sari keeps his job. You know, Sari wanted him, and uh, he got him two goals. So that's huge for the team and huge for Sari. Um, how do you feel about Higuain? You said before that you didn't think he would be that good of a player to join now. And, you know, he joins and he looks like he could be another Suarez for Chelsea. Uh, good question. You know, obviously seeing his performance, it was, you know, you could see he's a good striker. He's got he's, class. He's got the striker blood in him. Yeah. I'm not going to be convinced yet. 
His first game. His well, first game. Third, third game. Well, the first game, uh, you know, playing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, they are playing Huddersfield. Which very weak defense. Don't look motivated at all. They have 11 points. That's Yeah, that's what We're I'm saying. We're game week 34. They have 46 goals against them. They don't even want to be there so, anymore. You know, obviously we all know Higuain can score, and obviously we all know he's an amazing striker. My comments are more towards how is he going to affect the Chelsea team. Now, the things that did change was that now they're playing Hazard in a good role, so that's complimenting him. They were actually feeding him the ball. So, you know, I'm still going to stick with not yet. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be that pivotal yet until they change the team, because that's what I said before. Right. Um, not just position change. You know, we saw when he wasn't when he didn't do much his first game, they played Hazard in the wrong spot. They weren't feeding him the ball. And I said, as long as it stays like this, he's not going to get any better. So they changed a couple of those things. So he is getting better. But I still feel they're going to need a transfer window to bring some different talent in to, you know, obviously you're not going to build a team around an older player because you guys brought that up to me last time and right. I agreed with you. They're going to need to compliment him in some way. Maybe it's not directed towards him, but, you know, the players around him have to change a bit to really get everything out of Iguain because he is a pivotal striker, but you have a lot of space in these kind of games. But who are they going to play the team? Who are they, pl- who are they going to play? Um, well, I guess... put the game around? I, I guess the thing is, is that... Hazard might go in the summer. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's so much happening to the club. Right. You know, we may if if Hazard goes, there's going to be so much that needs to be decided. And you might as well put the team around uh, Higuain. Right. He's the oldest player. You might if you need a trophy, just put it around him. He'll get you goals. Exactly. So, um, and if you put it around him, you have to keep in mind once he leaves, we have to replace him with like with like. You know. Uh, we have to get a striker just like him, uh, more of a target man, someone who can take long shots, and then you know you have a happy cycle. So, but they happy have a, cycle for Chelsea transfers. Yeah. So well, they got rid of Diego Costa, who won them the league, and then they bought Morata, who was the best striker we've ever seen. Yeah, whose best act was laying on his stomach. Right. They do some terrible business. Yeah, I mean. We've talked about that plenty of times. Yeah. Well, that's just Chelsea. This, this transfer window is going to be big for them. It is. It, it is. They it, have to keep Hazard. That's their biggest. It all goes around signing. Hazard. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he leaves. I don't know how I feel. I kind of want like him to there because, because it's kind of yeah, already. They don't compet- know what they're doing, and it makes competition. Yeah. But you know, just if let he Chelsea leaves, suffer. See, the only reason just I let Chelsea suffer. No, here's the thing. The only reason I don't want him to leave is because you know what's going to happen. They're going to splash out on big players. Who are they going to buy? I don't know, but I'm going to be really upset if it's someone that, let's say, Liverpool That Liverpool's never going to buy? Listen, we'll like get to, to that. We'll get to Liverpool's great transfer. By, by the way, did you hear, um, apparently, you know, it's not 100%, I don't mm-hmm. know for sure, but I saw it on different reports, uh-huh. um, that they actually just got a bid rejected recently in the past couple of days. Who got a bid rejected? Liverpool. For who? They actually went for Lorenzo Insigne. He's not going to go. But, so they put in like 50 or 60 million. Yeah. And it got rejected because yeah. they want 130, 130 million. You guys got the money? But, honestly, that would be crazy. Where are you going to play him? Left wing? Well, here's the thing. You know, we talk about this all the time. Um, if we make two signings, which we only think I, we need two signings, it would be an attacker who could play wing and, and striker when needed, and then a center back. So, that's a guy that we would need. You know, and you could rotate. That's how Klopp would probably do it. So... You can have uh, Salah a striker, put him on the wing. You can have him a striker, put Salah on the wing. 
so on and yeah, so forth. Yeah, but no one wants to go from a starting team to be sitting on the bench and ra- well, he rotating. won't be. He won't be sitting on the bench though. I mean, the rotation would be very minimal. You need to rotate when you're that good of a team. You're not gonna have the same eleven all the time. Yeah, but he doesn't want to rotate. He's not gonna want to rotate. But anyways, my point being is that I don't want to see Hazard that's... leave because if they start picking up people like Insignia, they should we're pick up like, Insignia. Oh that would be a good buy for them. Yeah, thanks a lot. We don't want them to have good that. Buys. Would be a good buy. Them get rid of Hazard and getting Insignia. It'd be a good buy. A lot of Italian players are going back, are going to the Premier League, which well, usually doesn't you know, happen. Like we said, that we think that Sarri is gonna bring the city out to Chelsea. Right. So, so why not bring Insignia? Yeah, no, I know. And then Koulibaly and no Koulibaly is Man United and Ronaldo. Ronaldo's never coming back. It's too cold. No, for but him. yeah, I mean, obviously, it would be a good buy. We don't want to have a good buy, but uh, that would be a good move for them. It would. It would be. All right. Next up, Crystal Palace, Fulham. Man, two nothing, Crystal Palace again, Fulham. Now they have the best penalty taker in the game. Voivich doesn't miss. Milivojevic? You just feel bad for full. I mean, uh, Crystal Palace played an excellent game, essentially. Um, Schlipp's, Schlipp's goal was awesome, too. The layoff by... Uh, what's the new guy's name? I always forget his name. Batchuai. Batchuai, yeah. Yeah, he played He played the second half for them. But, or was it the whole game? Uh, no, Batchuai came in second half. Yeah, second half. And he, he had a good impact. And Crystal Palace were on form. And when they're on form, they're deadly. And, you know, you can't... You know... Milivojevic has to have taken around 10 penalties this year. Milivojevic is just unbelievable. He, he even shot at the side Sergio Rico guest. But I think Crystal Palace have like the most penalty kicks, or pe- most penalty takes this this year. Think about how many we've seen him score this we've year. We've seen Milivojevic put in a lot, It to has be to honest. be the most. It has to be the most. And I guess that's due to, you know, Townsend and Zaha always getting inside the box. Yeah, you know how many penalties has Zaha, uh, you know, got his team this year? That's what he does. He, you know, because they don't let a lot shoot. of penalties. Yeah. So, Milivojevic... Well, because also teams are very scared of him when he dribbles yeah. into the box. Yeah, Arsenal gave them like two. Remember that. Uh, but you know, good team. You know, Fulham again having some trouble on the defense. They got a, they got killed on the on the in the middle of their defense. Uh, their attack, they had some chances, but didn't make them. And you know, when you're when the only way you can win is by scoring four goals, you know, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Absolutely. And, you know, they brought in Batroi, and he almost made a really nice goal. Yeah, it kind of seems like a seamless kind of fit for the team. It was actually, like, perfect. You know, he works really well already with the team. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe I made a comment at the beginning of our uh, when we first made a podcast that they needed that striker. Mm-hmm. And they really do have it in Batroi. So... He's been looking promising. He's added to their points. They've come through with three points against a Fulham team that was starting to build up some momentum and getting strong. So, you know, it's been proving well so far. I think that might be the best transfer we'll see this January. Possibly. Besides for maybe Higuain. Well, you heard you forgot about Flaming Hot Cheetos. Oh, uh, Ryan Babble. Babble. I mean, he's had a good start. No, he hasn't. But I don't think he'll make as big of an impact as those two. And I could have sworn this is the game with Christian Pateke, right? Yes, he was playing. Yeah, he got subbed off, I think. With the, what was the bicycle kick? Yep, hit off the post. Oh it was crazy. Gosh, it was if crazy. he got that in. You know, you haven't seen Pateke play in a long time. The goat. I, I mean, maybe he's, you know, now he has to fight for his spot, you know? Yeah. So this will so definitely help he him play up. better. Yeah, he'll definitely play better, which is good. Good for him. Maybe they can play two strikers and Zaha on the left. Who knows? Yeah. Then moving forward, Everton, Wolves. 
The Wolves keep on hunting. Taking out the big boys. First West Ham, now Everton. That was a statement. I think every game they play is a statement. I just think you're just going in there expecting the Wolves to win. I mean, great coach, great team. They're all working perfectly together. Everybody gets goals. Their striker's consistent. Mm-hmm. And then you have the complete opposite, which is great coach, but in poor form. Teams in poor form, players all over the place. Mm-hmm. Teams not in good form, losing, dropping points when they shouldn't. You know, it's Everton should be where Wolves are. Right. And they're not. I'm not sure if it's because people have figured them out. I don't know if they need to change things up. It's Marco Silva's first year coaching the team, but, you know, they have a good squad. And it's just... It's not their team has not been consistent. They don't have a consistent formation. They don't have a consistent team that they use, and that's what they need to find. He, Marco Silva needs to find out what his best team is. You know, and they have a few promising players that are going to be really good when they get older. They have a lot you have of good Lookman, players. You have Calvert Lewin. You know, these are going to be they hopefully have... big stars when they get older. So, you know, you want to give them some playing time. They did bring them both in later on in the game. But it just wasn't enough. They need to get rid of Schneiderlin. I think he's one of their highest paid players, and he doesn't even play. And he's he's a CDM that doesn't deserve the money that he's getting. Honestly, I feel like it was such a waste in his career as soon as he made that transfer. When he made the transfer to Man United, that's when he made the mistake from Southampton. Yeah. And then he went to Everton. He got a little bit of playing time. He should go he, back to Southampton. It wasn't good. He might as well. Southampton's had such a good team when he was around. It's unfortunate. So, yeah, Southampton had a lot of good players, but they all were bought. By other yeah. teams. Yeah. So, going back to them is just, I mean, maybe Southampton do need a CDM. They don't really have anybody. I mean, they they, they need more of a structure. He's, so. he's too skinny. Nah, I take that back. I mean, he's worked for them before. So, but anywho, you know, they tied down Johnny. Johnny played well again. They were playing more of like a five in the back. I mean, it was saying three in the back, but with the wingers being their uh, wing backs. So, you know, practically having five in the back, and they even had Dendonker, uh center mid. Yep. So uh, they pulled through. They played very well. Uh, Raul Jimenez obviously got involved again. Um, Dendonker got involved, and then Ruben Neves put in a penalty, finally scoring. He's very young, uh, very promising going into the season, but he hasn't done too much And yeah, as far as the, the score sheet. So, yeah. So, you he's know, good on the field. He does what he needs to. He did well. But moving on to some people that are going, that are really hot right now in form, the man Bobby Reed. Who's that, you might say? Yeah, who is that? Where'd he come from? (laughs) So Bobby Reed, apparently, he's a 26-year-old. He's been on loan. He's 26? Yeah, right? like 15. I thought he was young, too. Yeah. He was on loan at Plymouth Argyle for a few seasons. And he's actually from Bristol City. The team, Bristol City. Right, right, right. I don't know if, where he's from exactly. But he's from Bristol City, and he's got loaned out with a bunch of teams. And the last team he's been loaned out to was Plymouth Argyle for multiple times. And here he is at Cardiff. You know, those of you who don't know, Plymouth Argyle are, I think, the third They're league. low, yeah. They're not even right under yeah, the Premier no, League. No, 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 yeah. Bristol City is right under Premier yeah. League. And I think Argyle's underneath that. Yeah. So, and then underneath that, Salford City. Salford Are they in fourth? In the fourth league? No, I think they might be fifth or sixth. But okay. they're getting there. They're getting there. They they're keep there. they keep qualifying every year. Keep getting promoted. Yeah. I can't wait to see them in the Premier League. And Salford City is, if you've never seen it before, you should check it out. Uh, I think it was great. It's called Class of 92. Uh, new show. 
Uh, well, not new show. It's been it's been out for yeah, a bit. Yeah, it was like a mini-series. Yeah, so uh, Class of 92, it's with, obviously, the Class of 92 of Man United. They decided to purchase a team called Salford City, and it's all about their journey and how they're moving up. And actually, news recently, so random that we're talking about this, David Beckham. Just joined Actually in. Just joined. Threw in some cash. Right? No, if I would have known anybody. If I played on Salford City, I'd be like, what is going on? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine just playing Salford City. You're just like part-time this and then having a job. And then all of a sudden, all these people just walk in. Just your, your big bosses. Such a random Your project. big bosses are four of the biggest players all of, in all of you know England, basically. Crazy. It is crazy. So, good for them. I love it when you talk about Man United. Yeah, unfortunately, we have to day? sometimes. No, I'd rather uh, just uh, not exist at that point. Tell them you liked the documentary. Go ahead and tell <laughs> I'm them. I'm not going to say anything anymore. Tell them you liked it. Anyways, Bobby Reed. Tell them you thought Bobby it was Reed really cool. Bobby Reed did really good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you know, the whole the whole team did good. And you know why. So you might as well just throw in the news. Well, it's not good news, but you know, they did it. They fought for uh, They the fought man. for Emiliano Salah. And just an update for Emiliano Salah. There's been a lot that's happened. So on Sunday, this is two weeks, almost two weeks post um, crash. They actually found the remains of the plane, and they're saying that and one body. Yeah, they're saying that they've seen one body. They haven't, you know, gone in there or extracted the plane or anything like that. That is their next goal. So, where was the plane? So, this was a crash underwater in the English Channel. Uh, This was past Jersey uh, by somewhere called Guernsey. Guernsey, I think it's pronounced. I'm not sure. But it's a little past that. And they found it about 220 feet below. So, it's not too far down. Right? Not too far. 220. 220 feet. I don't think we could get below 300 feet or something like that. I forgot. I forgot the level. I don't remember it. Okay. But well, it's something crazy. I thought it wasn't too bad. It, it, it might not be bad, but okay. anyway. At least well, they found the plane. Yeah, yeah. At least they found it. Uh, this was found by AAIB. Uh, stands for Air Accident Investigation Branch. So apparently they had this like uh, fundraiser online and they raised like 300,000 pounds or something like that. And they put it towards uh, doing a private investigation. Mm-hmm. And then AIB also helped. And then they found the plane. So, you know, sad news. Families get some closure on the situation. And right. We'll see wh- who that ends up being in the plane. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever know, to be honest. I don't think they'll make it public. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. But let's see if they ever have any updates. And we'll keep you guys posted. But yeah, you know, that gives a lot of... Uh, fuel to the fire for Cardiff, and they really come through and play really well. Um, and Warnock and the boys are in 18th. They're yep. two points away from Burnley. Like I was saying to you, I really think Burnley is going to drop into relegation this year. Burnley? Yeah, it's getting close, man. They're negative 20 goal differential. Don't let that fool you. Yeah, and Cardiff's negative 24. Okay. We're only above Burnley's them because of two down. ties. I don't think Burnley's going down. All right, well, let the record show. Let the record show. Let's see who's right. Cardiff, Fulham, and Huddersfield right now. I mean, H- Huddersfield is a, is a definite. Huddersfield just... at this point. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know. I mean, uh, Fulham and Cardiff can get up there. You know, and Southampton may drop. Mm-hmm. It's going to be close. This is intense. I mean, the bottom regulation, the t- the top, 
the top six, and then, you know, seeing where seventh place will go, you know? I'm going to say Huddersfield, Fulham, Burnley, bottom. And Fulham, Fulham being third from the bottom. Alright, I'll go Huddersfield, you're gonna keep Cardiff, Fulham. Okay, so you're going to keep it the way it is. No, I switched it. I said Fulham is going to almost get there, but they're not going to make it. <laughs> All right. So, and, you know, here we go. Uh, Bournemouth uh, just are the most hot and cold team this year, and they just fold to Cardiff this week, which makes zero sense. There was sense. too much passion in Cardiff, okay? And now they're sitting at 10th. So, you know, past the top six, we got Wolves, Watford, Everton, and Bournemouth. So, pretty interesting. They're all close. Especially since Watford and Bournemouth were the hottest teams in the beginning. No, Wolves were hot in the beginning. No, they weren't doing as well in the beginning. No, they were. They were doing good in the beginning. Remember? Well, clearly you don't remember, but they were hot in the beginning. They were hot. They started off fire. Okay, I'm double checking you. You're right. I didn't remember that well, so of course you're right. (laughs) All right. Then we had the Man United Clash... Which killed me to watch. Well, Man United, Leicester. You know, I'm gonna say this. To be fair, that watching Man U Leicester, watching Man U Leicester, looks very similar to watching Liverpool West Ham. Yeah, I can I can agree with I that. I was saying it really looked like but a mid-table Man United team. was West Ham. No, I think Leicester really put all well, the for chips the on the table half. for the second half. They played really well and they were really close to changing the game. But they Maybe didn't. with two attempts, you know what I mean. They were they were yeah. they were on fire. They weren't just sitting uh, back. Yeah, yeah, they were attacking. They played us. very good. But I feel like the game was just so all over the place that. Um, well, it was the same with that our game. The teams wouldn't be able to create anything like an as organized attack. Yeah. It wasn't organized. Nothing was organized. That, At least West Ham were more organized. That's West exactly. Ham were that's organized. exactly how we were. But Leicester weren't that organized. It was the game was kind of like. Hey, we got the ball at the midfield. Let's pass it out and then pass it once and see if we can counterattack. That's literally what the game was. Yeah. And, and then it just kept going back and forth. And we have our man, the man who's hot right now, Marcus Rashford, puts in the goal. I mean, he went from last week missing very easy attempt. Who missed easy uh, attempt? Rashford. He missed a, a easy attempt that I remember watching. And then this week. Well, he scored last week as well. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. But I'm just saying. I you mean, know, he missed. He I'm missed talking about technique. So yeah. uh, oh, it was, he missed that an was easy lazy. technique, yeah. and then this time, oh, incredible technique. I mean, the way he uh, just brought the ball down and he just took it across. Well, like five minutes before that goal, he missed an easy header, and then Pogba gives him uh, touches the ball, then gives him a nice over the top ball. He exits perfectly, egg meaning like he completely like controls the ball as it's coming from the air, drops for him, and he just bangs it right in the left corner. Yep. Um, and now that's another three points for Manu. And keep this in mind, we went from talking about title race of Liverpool, City, and Chelsea in the beginning and how they were unstoppable, and all three of them were undefeated. Right. And, man, you were in a huge slump. And yeah. now, look, they're two points behind Chelsea. I told you we were going to get What fourth. does that tell you about Chelsea, though? That's bad. Well, now, it's not good. I mean, you know. They had their problems. Chelsea had their problems. I don't want to keep beating up on Chelsea, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I knew this would happen. That's why I said it. I was actually kind of upset they got Higuain because now this gives them more of a chance to secure fourth. But it's just, it's interesting how close it is now to uh, to, to the top four. I mean, I was talking to you earlier and I said, you know, Man United have negative negative 14 goal differential uh, before Mourinho, then after Mourinho 
we're not positive. I don't know what our goal differential is right now, but it's probably it's like fourteen right now. Fourteen. So we just scored twenty eight goals in ten games, essentially. You know, mm-hmm. some 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 stupid number like that. Um, you know, and you also had Mourinho saying, "Look, I can't play Rashford as a striker. He's not good. You know, he doesn't finish. He doesn't he's not good yet?" But now you have Rashford scoring plus now, five goals. Now you're looking at games. Rashford negotiating contract, and he might be making. A hundred and fifty thousand a week. Give it to him. It's crazy. Just get rid of Lukaku at his age. Or Rashford is ready to be the starting striker. Starting striker. We don't need to win a title if you can build up Lingard, Martial, and Rashford and give them playing time. I'd rather you give them playing time than buying someone huge and forcing a title upon them because it's only going to hurt those those players that you want to see at the club. Yeah. And we'll see how they go about that. I mean, I, I mean, they, you. I maybe they, they can get a title. You know, look, I mean, look at the class of '92, and they want to be the class of '92. Maybe they can get a title. They have some strong players in that in there, as far as you know, youth. So, you know, we'll see what what they bring. Uh, side news: I'm not going to start trying to spread rumors or anything. But you're going to go ahead and tell me Rashford's going to go to Madrid? No, no, no. Um, they were saying a lot of people think that Vardy. Did you hear this? No. Apparently, Jamie Vardy cursed out you all <laughs> after the game. <laughs> well, Vardy was punching himself in the head during the game. <laughs> so, double, double fist. Double really? fist. Yeah, he missed an attempt and he just kept on punching himself in the head. <laughs> I mean, he's known for this, but it was just funny to see. So, apparently, he was walking away and he was caught on camera. Like, I, I think Puel was talking to Pugba or something, and then Vardy's like, How is he even talking to this guy? And then said some, like, curse word, but. You know, obviously, it's not confirmed. Yeah, but Vardy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Vardy doesn't care. He doesn't care. <laughs> he came from the bottom. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I, I feel like that coach is going to be gone very soon. Maybe end the season. Maybe. I mean, they're good with him. He has a good plan. You just They have to get used to him. They have to get used well, to they, him. Well, they probably don't coach. like him. That's why. Well, they don't like him. Vardy definitely doesn't like him. But if they get used to his plan, <laughs> then, you know, maybe they'll be able to go places. Yeah. Dilly ding, dilly dong, you know? Great. <laughs> you hate that phrase. Go ahead and say it. Um, then we have the big clash, which really... It's not a big clash because Arsenal is the most inconsistent off. team in the Premier League for the last competing with years Bournemouth. of my life. <laughs> Man City, Arsenal. Well, it's not their fault. They, have a, they don't have a defense with their injuries, but you know, even with their injuries, they don't really have a defense. Um... Literally all their goals came from within the six yard box, all by Aguero. Yep. You know, last one was a handball. Uh, uh, don't even get me started. I was so upset. But it doesn't it. matter because they're up to one. And yeah, but that could change the game. What if Arsenal tie it? They were never going to tie it. They were garbage that game. Legit garbage. But Conchelny can use his shoulder again. Man City basically played. With two center backs as defense because they had Fernandinho in the back, Laporte as left back, Walker as right back, and Fernandinho as a center back, and the other center back was I don't even know who, who was it was it Olmendi yeah yeah and Fernandinho all he would do was he would just walk up to the fifty yard line, the forty yard line, thirty yard line, and play and play football, and then. He would see, oh, maybe I should go back, and he'd go back, and they'd become two center backs. No kidding. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was watching the game as well, and 
Arsenal were trying to make an attack, and there was so much constant pressure. There was no way they couldn't get that's out of how, anything. That's what Man City and Liverpool they would pass do. It, they would pass it to one player, and they were just closed down. And I'll tell you, it takes a lot of technicality to get away from that pressure. And they would do it, but then it, they would get closed down by the next guy. It was just struggling. It was hard to watch. I mean, they, just, then he, they got outplayed. And, they you know, they don't have Torreira bodied. Ganduzi bodied. Uh, who was the other center mid? Doesn't matter. He got bodied. <laughs> like again, no strength in that midfield. Like, yeah, great. He wants to uh, great. He wants to play the ball from the back. You know, but if you're gonna have, you can't play the ball from the back when you're gonna get constantly pressured and you have players who can pass the ball quick. You know, this is a game where you needed Mezzarozil in that middle. He just touches the ball. He'll get a quick pass off. A nice, creative, quick pass off that can open up the game for you. And you know what? I hate watching Lichtsteiner play. Well, you knew they were going to attack Lichtsteiner from the beginning because he's just terrible. He's not. He's not good at all. It was he's a bad n- buy. He's, he's just dirty. It was it was free buy. They're just giving him a little contract. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, I think it was a bad pickup. Yeah, it was. It was. But they needed players, and since Arsenal pay so many, so much money for their tickets that they don't have any money to buy any good players. Oh, I hate when that happens. Yeah, it must be rough. Now they have Denis Suarez on another. At loan. least you know some good Greek news. They put in Mavropanos. Well, they had to. They had no other center back. <laughs> got to that point. So, I mean, well, that was cool. Have you ever seen a defender like Mustafi? Like, I think Mustafi has been subbed out more than any other defender ever. Mid game. What what center back gets subbed out mid game? Lovren. Oh, that was the answer. No, no, question. no. He plays 90 minutes. Even <laughs> no, Lovren got subbed out 25th minute one time. Trust me. <laughs> I, I know. That was against Lovren. competes with man, Mustafi. So. Um, but Mustafi literally, like, he can't play a full game to save his life. He's just such a problem. Yeah, I mean, there's more than just one problem on this team, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, they have their most expensive player and creative player on the bench every game. Now, let's be clear. The last goal, Sergio Aguero slides in, hits his rib cage okay. on his arm. Well, you have to say, the ball deflected off Leno's hand, uh-huh. hits Aguero's rib cage, hits his, his arm, arm, and then goes in. Right. Right. Now, that is a plain handball. That is a handball. Because Why, even Tell though them. there was no intention, you know, you can argue there was no intention because of how you have right. to slide. Your arms have to be on the sides of your body. Right. There's deflection. But once the cha- the ball changes flight, you know, towards goal, because it wasn't. It hit his rib cage. Well, his rib cage was open, so it was still going towards goal. But I'm goal. saying, if it hit his rib cage and it had the deflection, right, it would just keep going to the side. No, no. It, it hit off his rib cage, but it was still going in. No, it wasn't. It was. He was tilted like you were playing Super Monkey Ball. Yeah, but it would hit his rib cage, going in this direction, then hit his arm back towards the net. No, no, it hit his rib cage, and it was still going in. It just hit his arm. All right, so after VAR review between me and Flutter, we just looked at it again. So he was right. Once it hits his rib, it's still on target, but there is an advantage to when it hits the his hand. Uh, because it gives more velocity and it's you know a better strike on net, therefore being a handball. Right. It, correct. It it, it it puts the ball into the net. That's that's what it does. It gives them an advantage. Gives them an upper hand. It gives them a goal. Mm-hmm. Correct. So, and in post match interview, they asked Aguero about it, and Aguero actually said the words that it was a handball. Right. After he's seen the replay, he realized it was handball. He Damn it, Aguero. I mean, it doesn't matter. Arsenal weren't going to win the game anyway. So, and that was that. 
And that puts Sergio Aguero at 10 Premier League hat-tricks in his career. Second place from Alan Shearer. Alan Shearer has 11. Underneath Aguero is Fowler with 9. And then we have Henri, Kane, and Owen with 8. I mean, those are some pretty big names. Those are all good strikers. Pretty big names. So, you know, big, momental part of his career. Um, yeah, he actually lost count. He thought it was nine, but he's like, oh, ten. That's good to hear. <laughs> Must be nice when you lose count of <laughs> So, and that closes the gap on Liverpool uh, for the title race as far as Man City is concerned. Why does that close the gap? Because of our next game, which was my not favorite game to watch this week. Yay me. So, Liverpool-West Ham won. One should have been two zero West Ham should have been three zero West Ham. So we have our first goal. Ball goes on the right side. Milner is offside. How offside? Like three Milners offside. If laying down, <laughs> three Milners laying down. He was like seven yards, seven meters offside. Like you could have parked Marino's bus between him and right on side. So Milner's offside gets the ball. Nothing's called, and uh, he puts it into the middle, and you know, no credit taken away from Mane. Great turn, yeah. Clinical finishing, back. just like the announcer says. Ooh, it was great finishing. Yeah, I bet it's really hard. It's to not score his fault when you're seven meters offside. It's not his fault. Mane oh. played well. Oh, okay. all right. So Mane gets the goal, um, and a couple of minutes later, West Ham hitting you guys with their awesome free kick specialist. <sighs> Plays. So they take a free kick. Players are lined up at the top of the box. Felipe Anderson puts it on the right side. And if you watch the video, so uh, Keita was on top of Mark Noble uh, when they were about to take it. And because of them being so close together, you know, Mark Noble gives him a shove. So he's a couple steps behind Mikel Antonio and can't catch up. And Mikel Antonio, literally, it's a perfect shot. Perfect place. Literally bottom bottom left corner. Yeah, hits off the post and goes in. <sighs> then they have another chance, like, a couple minutes later. It's a header by, uh, I think it might have been Declan Rice, and he misses it, overshots it, overshoots the header. Um, then they had another opportunity off another, uh, I think it was a corner kick, and they miss again. Um, then we can fast forward to this game, which was uh, back and forth like the Man United-Leicester uh, game. And 90th minute, Origi's in. I thought he was going to do it again. I was like, Divock Origi, that's it. The golden boy. Yeah, same linesman, same seven meters offside, still gives him the attempt, and Origi showing his true colors and missing. Just kicking it right at the goal. Listen, the sun got in his eyes. If you scored that goal in one... And it was offsides again by I the same linesman. I'll be, I'll be honest. I would have not been happy about that. I don't want to win the league. Someone paid that like ref. That. Someone yeah, paid I don't know that what ref. His problem is, but I, I, if it's going to be the year that we win, I don't want to win. With oh, because we like won't that. let you. If you won by three points, no one will let you live that down. Knowing those were the three. I points. know. I know. Yeah, either way, it's yeah. just not good. So, you know, I guess in a sense, the good as he missed. So, uh, one Man. one. This table's looking quite tasty. Yeah, so now we're only three points above Man City, Ooh. and it's getting closer and closer. Yeah, and I'm getting Man- more nervous. Man City play tomorrow against Everton, Wednesday. They play Wednesday at night against uh, Everton, which should be a good win for them. Right. Which would make them above Liverpool. Um, above Liverpool. So, you think Liverpool being on top is what their problem is? 
No, I think the injuries is what the problem is. You don't is. think they're nervous? I think they're focused. They've lost a lot of home games. Well, they're dropping points at home. I understood. But you have to think about it too. Think about how many people we have injured right now. You know, we're not the most, we don't have the most depth in the team. Let me tell you something. What are you going to tell me? Alexander Arnold gets injured the week before, no, the week after you sell Nathaniel Klein. Why do you sell Nathaniel Klein? You don't have another right back. Joe Gomez was already injured. Oh, understood. Matip can't play right back. Uh, you might. Want it's to been to... two years since Milner played defense. But Milner can play anything. Oh, That's he's Milner. been great at right back this year. He so didn't far. do that bad. He was terrible. He he's the reason assist. why you guys got beat when he was playing left back and right back. He was not good. No, Milner played well when he was left back, and I think he did not play well two days ago. Not that, that that two games ago. Not the best right back we ever had, but he did the job. We didn't get scored on because of him. We got scored on because of free kick. But he didn't play well. Either way, if we had Trent, it would be a big deal. It, it gives us a lot more. Right, if you had Nathaniel Klein, you would actually have a right back. I think him and Milner are even. But yes, you're right. You know, we shouldn't have gotten rid of another right back. Uh, we need a defender. I thought we were going to sign a defender just to have, and we didn't. And, you know, that is an issue. Not even with a pullback clause. Yeah, so now we have Trent out. Um, hopefully, this is a day by day thing, so hopefully, we see him for the next game. We have Joe Gomez out, which I got the read the worst news. He needs surgery. He needs surgery. He's out to for speed a long it time. up. Yeah, that's he's speeding out for it up. Great. Time. So yeah. I'm assuming Joe Gomez is not coming back to the last five games. If so that. now Joel Mata better step up. He had a good game. He's been playing well. I've noticed he's been distributing well too. I'm so glad Klopp is trusting him more than Lovren. Why don't you play Lovren at right back? Please huh? just stop talking. I hope about he Lovren. plays Lovren at I right hate back. Him. <laughs> um. We have Henderson injured, which only reason that's a bad thing is because it loses rotation. Right. He can't play right back when Milner can't. Yeah, please. Don't please ever put him <laughs> on right back. We have Wijnaldum, which is big. Yeah. That's, that's big actually loss. big. Yeah, that's a big loss. Um, because Keita didn't have a good game against uh, West Ham at all. Apparently, Lovren injured his hamstring for the 14th time. So that's why he's out. Oh. And then obviously, uh, Alex Oxley-Chamberlain. But apparently... Oxley may be coming back in a month. So that's pretty good news. Maybe he can play right back for you guys. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to keep having everybody <laughs> right back. So, you know, that's good. I mean, we had Adam Lallana back. It was good fresh air. He actually played well. You know, he's been out with injuries on and off all the time. So we're going to have to tough it out for a couple weeks, and we'll get most it's of them back. big February, man. You know, we'll get Wijnaldum back. We'll get Trent back. We may get Ox, uh, Lovren. Henderson, we may just be without Gomez for the rest of the season, which I'll take. Mm-hmm. Which I'll take. Right. But going into this game, you know, you have six, seven people out, and they were asking Klopp, you know, what was one of the issues that he felt, and he was saying that, you know, I had to make a lot of changes, and let's just say the team didn't get any taller. So that's also a big deal. You know, comes into play with set pieces. So <sighs> we'll see. Felipe Anderson was a handful. He's yeah. a monster. He's a really good player. He might be sold. Uh, in the summer, I can you know, see him moving forward. You know, Declan Rice and um, I think they keep Declan. You just said his name, and I forgot. It's Felipe Anderson, um, two solid picks to get for next year for the Premier League players. Yeah, uh, I don't think Declan Rice will leave. I agree with you there. You know, I don't really think Felipe Anderson will leave either because you know we still haven't seen the West Ham's 
strongest lineup. You know, Yarmolenko still has been playing. Arnautovic is still injured, you know? We haven't seen all the players combine together yeah. to make the big fours. That would be awesome. I would like to see that, to be honest. Um, it's a shame that they all haven't been playing. Hey, Yarmolenko, he's just been out forever. Yeah, it was a really bad injury. You know, he's been out for such a long time. I mean, I think he only scored two goals this year. That was in the same game. So, he... He... Uh, I believe he tore his Achilles, actually. That's tough. Yeah. So, he's supposed to be coming back in late April, a.k.a. he's done for the season. So, he's done for the season from the beginning. That's tough. Yeah, that hurts, especially and coming to a He's a, a big man, 6'2". He is. He is a tall guy. So, you know, Ukrainian international. He looks very promising. I wish him a speedy recovery, and i like to see him, you know, next season. One final question. Fun. Sure. Say you guys lose this season. Uh-huh. Is it because you sold Nathaniel Klein? <laughs> no, it's not because you sold Nathaniel Klein. Is it your fans' fault for spreading the nerves to the players? I don't think it's anybody's fault. You don't think it's anybody's fault? No, I mean, it's a it's a whole team. I know whose fault it is. Whose fault it's, is it? It's Klopp's fault because Glenn he's not Murray. a winner. He's not a winner. Listen, I have full trust in Klopp. Yeah, I know. And I don't mind any decision he makes. He knows what he's doing. Except selling Nathaniel Klein? Nathaniel Klein's not going to be a big deal. It's he one game. Been a right back. We've only lost one game this whole season, and we're but still getting you dropped. You dropped four points. Yeah, but some people could look at it as those three ties are the reason why we we're first. So it depends on you. They could have been it. wins. Okay, that's great, With and Nathaniel I wish Klein. they were. But to be realistic, you know, we're not going to go from. What if it gets worse? What if Alexander Arnold rushes back and he gets injured? And there you go. Now you don't have a right back for the rest of the well, season. one of the things that Klopp is really good at, he doesn't rush people back because he knows that concept. Well, maybe he's a little nervous and he says, you know what, I need you in back here right I'm, now. I'm not worried. I'm very, 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 very confident in Klopp and I know he's going to make the right choices. If it comes out we don't win, we just get outplayed by Man City and that's that. I mean, I'm very happy. We've lost one game. How much more can you ask from the team with the players that we have? We have a really good squad. The only thing you could ask for is maybe one or two more players but then again, you also don't want to pay your way to win. So, you know, I'm happy where we are. It's fine. Um, you still think you win the league this year? Don't want to jinx it, but I'm pretty confident that we could still pull it off. I'm still going for. If we lose, if we lose, I think it's going to be by like three to six points by a game or two. Yeah, I think That's so it. too. It's going to come down to the wire. So, I trust them. I think it's going to be good. We'll see. Uh, a lot of promising football still to come, and we have yeah. a good amount of weeks left. Thirteen weeks. So uh, thirteen weeks. Thanks everyone for tuning in. I uh, hope you keep listening to us. Uh, we're getting a good fan base now, and uh, we'll bring you some more episodes weekly. Thank you.